630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Shoots and scores! There's 50 from the right circle! Harris, he'll throw. He's got a man wide open. Touchdown, Eskimos! Kenny Stafford to the end zone. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. member of your Edmonton Oilers is free agent forward Josh Archibald. He gets a one-year contract today, 26 years of age, spent last season with Arizona, 68 games, had 12 goals and 22 points, 15 penalty minutes. He was plus one, 5'10", about 175, 121 career games with Arizona and Pittsburgh, and uh, he is coming in here with some speed. Hopefully will help the Oilers speed up front and hopefully help their penalty kill. I think it's just taking pride in what you do. Um, you know, for me, I'm not the biggest guy, but uh, I'm quick. And, you know, I think just getting on other players and, you know, trying to create havoc for them, trying to make plays under duress is uh, hard for guys in the power play. So, you know, just kind of getting in faces and using your speed to, you know, knock down pucks and kind of go back the other way. And you can get more from Josh Archibald on the Oilers Now page on 630Ched.com. He was on with Stoffer earlier today, and uh, we'll have some more clips from him as we move along tonight. As for your Edmonton Eskimos, well, one of the greats all-time in the franchise will have his name going up on the Wall of Honor. That is quarterback Ricky Ray, who helped the Eskimos win Grey Cups in 03 and 05, holds numerous team passing records. September 20th will be the day he is honored and we'll have more from Ricky Ray coming up between 6.30 and uh, 7 tonight. He'll join us uh, right around 6.45 most likely. Pretty cool for Ray, 31st player to be going up on the Wall of Honor. The current edition of the Edmonton Eskimos practicing today, getting ready for their game in Montreal coming up on Saturday. We have that one for you, 12.30 for the countdown to kick off and the game will start at 2 and we're hoping for more highlights like these Here's the snap. Harris dances in the pocket, throws, touchdown Eskimos! Tavon Smith! He takes the snap, looks okay as he takes the drop, then he shovels it off to Nateyaje, who's up across the 40. He swings it to the 45, the 50, down the sidelines he goes! Nateyaje! He's got all sorts of daylight inside the 10! Touchdown Eskimos! Nateyaje! He caught the ball and took off, let his feet do the work! My name is Reed Wilkins, and you can probably guess who we have in studio tonight from your Edmonton Eskimos. couple of receivers featured in those highlight packs. Natea Jay. Natea, great to see you. Great to see you, too. And Tavon Smith as well. Tavon, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, very well, and I am now just now following you on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> that I wasn't before. That's why I couldn't find you when I was tweeting out that you're on the show. I'm sorry. It's appreciated, man. Happy I could help. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have to start with those highlights. That's as, as good a place to start as anyway. Pretty fun moments for both you guys. Nate, your I bet you if there was a fan vote right now, you'd have the play of the year from Eskimos <laughs> fans. Tavon, no offense. <laughs> ah, it's okay, it's my brother. You've made some nice <laughs> catches, and you got your touchdown. Uh, 
first of all, in the tail, let's let's break down that play a little bit. Because I think you were probably, was it second and 10, second yeah. and 8? Yep, it was second and 10. It was a full second and yeah. 10. And you probably caught the ball five yards at least behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. So was it set up for you to catch it that deep in the backfield? It was. It was a play that uh, Coach Moss had um, you know, drawn up early in the week. And uh, he he saw something in Montreal's defense that, uh, you know, left that open. And he knew a second down, you know, their linebackers would be dropping deep. And uh, you know that he he told me that play was gonna work, and it was just up to me to get the first down. And originally it was just meant for me to get a first down, and that was the thought. And uh, but I, I was able to you know follow my block, see a few uh, things open up, and and kind of take off. Now, when did you think I'm gonna score? Honestly, not till I scored. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, like I I I was I kept if you watched the clip, I kept looking around because I knew AG was somewhere on that field, and he's like one of the fastest dudes in the league, right? So I'm like, man, AG's got to be around here somewhere. So I kept looking back, and it wasn't until you know Kenny kind of helped me um, you know, get in and uh, cross that line. It was it kind of hit me that you know I actually scored. All right, and 77 yard touchdown. You are. Eight yards short of a career high in receiving yards already. I don't know if you yeah. look at the stats yeah, yeah, or anything. Yeah. Like I've found most athletes are pretty stat oriented. <laughs> so you get a nine yard catch yeah. next game, you're, yeah. you're already uh, working on a career high. So that's going to feel pretty good. Definitely, um, definitely. I knew you know with Trevor coming in this year and uh, me having a bigger role this year that I was going to be in within reach. And I didn't know it would take you know five games or four games, but. You know, definitely something you know, I knew was a goal of mine, so I'm happy to be working towards it. It's interesting as well because you're, you're what, year six in the league? Yeah. And I feel like I'm still learning about you and your skill set. Do you do you get that from, yeah, from fans and for stuff? For sure, for sure. Because I really haven't had the you know opportunity like this to kind of showcase my skills. You know, first couple of years with the S, I was you know primarily on special teams. So you know, you probably saw my skills on special teams, but now it's uh, a little bit more offensive oriented. So. And I'm happy to be able to, you know, for people to learn about me within the offense. I want to ask you something else about that touchdown, but I want to bring uh, Tavon in in here as well. Uh, first round pick of the Eskimos in uh, in 2016, and uh, you're up, you're you're in the NFL for a couple of years, and now with the Eskimos uh, out of the gate with four catches for 66 yards and that touchdown that we played. How does it feel? Uh, how does it feel to be here? How would you sum up the journey of the last two or three years? Um, I'd say it's been a long journey, but um, definitely, definitely a really fun journey as well. I mean, especially coming out here um, with guys that I already knew in the past, uh, at, like like Nate, and you know, what I mean, just 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 being, just being welcomed by not only uh, S fans but the coaches and 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 all the other players, and I mean, it's been great so far. Now, when you were drafted, was it the Colts that were you were with at that time? Yes. So, what was it like? You're you're from Toronto. Yes, sir. So, and you play in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, what was it like for you? You're, you're a Canadian guy, so you got that NFL opportunity. You're also drafted into the CFL. I mean, to use a cliche, do you do you just have to one day at a time when stuff like that happens, or how did you approach your opportunities then? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just took it one day at a time. Um, you know, I know, th- th- just try to get better each and every opportunity I get. Um, I never, I never really 
thought too far forward. I just thought, you know, today I'm going to try to get better and, and do whatever I can to be the best me. And uh, I just kind of worked from there. And then, you know, every everything will fall into place after that. I mean, if, if, if when it, once Indianapolis didn't work out, I ended up being in Jacksonville. Jacksonville yep. didn't work out, and I had a chance to be to, to have an opportunity to play out here. So it was it was, it was just going step by step and just, just uh, enjoying a journey. Okay, so you were uh, high school in Toronto? Yes. And then Iowa. Mm-hmm. And to tell you, you were high school. Was it Toronto or Mississauga? And Mississauga. Don't say Toronto. Yeah. You're from Mississauga. <laughs> yeah, you I, can. I got an aunt in Mississauga, and she hates if you say. Uh, yeah. Mississauga is almost as big as Edmonton. Yes. And most most yes. people don't realize it's that big because it's in attached Toronto to now, Toronto. But you know, I make it clear in Mississauga <laughs> all the way. And then it was what City College in San Francisco, yep. and then University of Buffalo. Yeah. Okay, so you guys have gone Canadian high school ball, NCAA. Yep and Tavon NFL and then CFL. So how is it different, if at all? I mean, maybe I'm being overly picky here, but how is it different playing a receiver in playing receiver in NFL, NCAA four-down football than in the Canadian Football League? Um, I'd say for, for, for me is is the size of the field and just knowing, you know, everything happens just a little bit slower because the field is wider. So it's just adjusting, not doing things a little bit too fast because you have a lot of time and you have to give the quarterback time as well. So I, I, um, that's definitely something that that I had to work on and continuing to work on and just uh, just getting used to the flow of the game. Uh, it's a, it's definitely more running. Uh, it's three downs. Um, you know, it's like it's a quick turnaround after after third down. You 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 can be right back on offense. Right. So you yeah you got to be in shape. Um and and and. Those, those, those are the two biggest things right now. Is just and, and and of course, you know, learning learning the Canadian offense. Um, that's 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 a that's a bit different. Um, it's, it's a little bit, you know, the 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 base is diff- is, is is a bit the same, but everything else is more complex. And uh, that's definitely something that I'm definitely uh, working on as well. Uh, and you know, but other than that, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great adjustment. Um, we have a lot of guys that's been in the CFL as well. So. Um, just getting a lot of a, a lot of help from them is definitely helping. Of course, Nate has been uh, a big impact on you know me coming here as well. Yeah. Well, he's twenty nine. He must seem like old man. To you. <laughs> yeah. Because you're twenty six. No, I'm actually twenty six. Oh, you're up to twenty six already. Man, yeah. They grow up quick. <laughs> Real fast. <laughs> you're still to me. You'll always be the age you were drafted to. Buy. <laughs> so, all right. So you mentioned the 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 stamina impact. So I I, I got to ask you guys this, and you may laugh me out of the studio, <laughs> but in Winnipeg. Uh, 76 offensive plays to yeah. 35 for the Bombers. Yeah. Um, some uncharacteristic drops by the receiving core late in the game that maybe cost you a chance to get into overtime or whatever. Glenn <laughs> Suter's doing the game on TSN and said, you know, they're doing a lot of, maybe it was one of their, whoever was the analyst was, might have been Dunnigan actually, said, you know, they're doing a 40-yard sprint every play. Yep. Maybe they're wearing down a little bit and now they, like, is there anything to that while you guys didn't seem quite as sharp as a unit late in that game because you've just you just like it's a good thing to run all those plays yeah. but is there a flip side uh you know you know to answer that question i know there was a lot of talk that you know our receiving core was uh out of shape and you know i i've been on a lot of receiving cores and it's probably the most in shape uh, guys have been but just the sequence of the game where you know we're we were driving we're having a lot of plays then even even when we do go off, the defense goes two and out, and you know at the, by the end of the game it's a ton of plays, and you know you look at the situation that we're in, you know guys were you know going all out every play trying to make a play, and that takes a lot out of you, and you know you know I, I look at that situation, I just think that uh, you put any receiving core in that same situation, and you know you'd probably see 
you know, a similar outcome. Uh, but I know our guys were fighting tooth and nail, you know, try to get that game tied up. And, you know, it was unfortunate that we did have some draws. But, you know, I have a complete faith in all our guys that, you know, the opportunity comes back. We'll, we'll definitely make those plays again. And, um, and that, that will never be an issue again. Tavon, you got the first touchdown of your CFL career earlier this year. We played the highlight. How did that feel? Where's the football? Uh, it definitely felt good um, to have my first uh, CFL touchdown. Um, the ball is right now. It's just at home. Uh, okay. I got it. I got on a little, uh, a little, a little, a little bench that I have at uh, at the house. So it's just sitting there. It's only one. I'm trying to. I'm trying to add to it. So. <laughs> I think he got a good chance to. <laughs> I'm going to ask Nate about his touchdown celebration. I know you went into it a little bit. We want to, we want to share that story. We're going to do that when we get back. Uh, Nate Ajay and Tavon Smith from your Edmonton Eskimos are in studio. Hey, you got a couple of pro receivers, a couple of Canadian guys playing in the CFL. You got access to them right now. You can text 63630 if you got a question or a comment for these guys. They'd love to hear from you. <laughs> For all the news and expert opinion, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. The Edmonton Oilers have signed free agent forward Josh Archibald with Arizona last season. Uh, hopefully going to help the Oilers team speed and maybe somebody who can chip in double-digit goals on offense. He had 12 last year with the Coyotes. Ricky Ray going on the Eskimos' wall of honor. He's going to join us around uh, 6.45 tonight after I am done. Well, that makes it sound sinister. After I'm finished speaking with these two gentlemen <laughs> receivers for the Edmonton Eskimos, Devon Smith and Natea Jay, the Eskimos 3-1 and one on the season. Okay, Natea, you got the 77-yard touchdown against the Lions. We were yeah. talking about the play call and breaking into the open and all that. And then you get into the end zone and you tuck the ball up under your jersey so it, it, for people who missed it why did you do that yeah so uh she got in the end zone and tucked the ball under the jersey and kind of put my thumb in my mouth so kind of like a baby would do but uh the the ball in the jersey is kind of like you know when a woman's pregnant you know she kind of has a, a little belly so that was just a shout out to my wife who's pregnant right now and due in august so uh, she knew what it was. I'm not sure everybody else knew what it was. I think people were kind of like, what is he doing? But that was kind of a, a little salute to her. You know, she's doing uh, incredible things back home. Tavon, did you know what he was doing? I know exactly what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> now, had you pre-planned that or was that spur of the moment? Uh, I had thought about it in my head, but you just don't know when you're going to score. So, you know, I thought about it and I've seen, I've seen some soccer players do it and it's actually a celebration in uh, FIFA video, the soccer game. So, um, he thinks he's a, a soccer player. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, so I am a soccer Deep player, down, probably the best on the team. Soccer. But uh, yeah, that's a soccer celebration for sure. Okay, and you can't get a flag for that. Yeah, no. you, you can do you can do a little bit now, right? That's, right. That's choreographed. It. Yeah, you can't. Well, you're not going to pull a sharpie out of <laughs> your soccer thing like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, Tavon, for you. Now, when you were coming out of high school in Toronto, you get to go to Iowa. What was that whole recruiting process like for you? Did you have and you must have had options on both sides of the border, I would imagine. Yeah, I did. Um, I had, I had a lot of schools in Canada, um, but I did go to a lot of camps um, when I was in high school, and then I actually took a post grad year to a prep school in Connecticut to get more noticed from other schools in the U.S. And uh, I ended up coming out with a few offers, um, and, I, and Iowa was 
was one of my favorites, and um, I'm happy I went there. I mean, it's a, a long list of uh, great players that came out of Iowa, and, and, and they got a, a great reputation not only from the coach but uh, the rest of the program and the school. So what city were you in? Iowa City. And were, is the football team like the team in town, or is it the men's basketball team, or was it, was it's, it you guys? Uh, it's pretty much Iowa football and wrestling. That, 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 those oh, the, right, your wrestling's yeah. big there. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two two big sports in Iowa City. Yeah. Did they have, do they have minor league hockey or baseball or anything like that? Not that I uh, know of. They got, you know, arena football. Um, okay. Didn't go to any any hockey games. Iowa doesn't have any hockey. And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And were you the only Canadian on the team? Oh, what's the tail Yeah, no, I'm just saying he went to Kent's, uh, you know, post-grad school. He, Malumbo was there, too. Yeah. Christoph Malumbo. Oh, was yeah. he? Okay. One of your linebacker. Yeah. yeah, that's when I uh, first met. Christoph. Okay. So, nice little connection. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and I've had uh, you know Chuba Hubbard on this show, the Edmonton oh, Tony, yeah. who's playing at Oklahoma State, and yeah. he says like it's Stuck. just, it's just nuts playing for that school. Was that like does the whole city, the whole area, the whole state stop when you guys are playing? Yeah, I mean, like- uh, we don't we 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 don't usually stay in Iowa City the night before the game. We have to stay about twenty minutes out. Uh, because the state shut down the city, guys, guys are tailgating from the night before, and uh, it's super loud. People are partying, and then going into, you know, game day, it's packed. We got obviously police escort trying to get through the in the front of the stadium, and it's uh, seventy thousand sold out every every weekend. So you got to go stay in a hotel the night before a home game. Yes. So you can sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your big rival when you were there? Iowa State. And what was the biggest game you ever had? Biggest game or biggest I ever, play you ever made? Biggest play. Um, probably my sophomore year against Michigan. Um, the play against Arjun? No, that was Michigan State. Oh. But the my sophomore year against Michigan, we were down, and I had a one-handed catch up the middle, and I scored. And then we ended up at the end of the game. There was a strip fumble to win the game, and that was a uh, that was a key part of the game. So that was that was one of probably one of my biggest plays. And I don't want to say the Michigan State against Origin is the yeah, biggest play that. because that we play. lost. Yeah, but tell them about that play. It was uh, <laughs> in the Big Ten championship and um, against uh, Origin, and uh, we were Colquhoun. Yeah. We were. Um, I had like a deep route. It was like an eighty. Five yarder uh, <clears throat> touchdown, and um, it was it was a big play in the fourth quarter, but they ended up coming back in the last minute, mm-hmm. literally seconds of the game, to to winning the Big Ten championship and going on to the uh, playoffs, then a uh, national championship into playoffs. the into the the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so well, that's that's pretty interesting. You had him individually, his team got the game, and then you got drafted around higher. Yeah. <laughs> you, ever, you ever remind him of that? Yeah, sometimes. Because you guys got drafted the same year. Sometimes he was second round. He's got the bragging rights, though. That's the most important part. Just went that game was, yeah. you know. All right. Can you guys stick around for a bit after the 630 news? And then uh, before we get to Rick. Because you, you played with Ricky, I did. right? So he we'll, we'll, he we'll, threw me my first professional uh, pass. we got to get to that. we got a few <laughs> more minutes with Natea Jay and Tavon Smith from your Edmonton Eskimos. You can text 630-630 and Ricky Ray coming up around 645. All ahead on Inside Sports. Hi, this is Armando Sewell of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, one of the greats all time for the Edmonton Eskimos, Ricky Ray, will join us in about uh, 10 to 15 minutes as he will be going up on the Eskimos Wall of Honor September 20th. Uh, two Eskimos receivers in studio, Tavon Smith and Tay Ajay, and Tay Ricky Ray 
provided you with a career highlight when yeah. you were in Toronto. Yeah, he you know he threw me my first ever professional uh, football, and uh, you know I try to keep the football, but it was only a first down. The refs were looking at me like all crazy. So, <laughs> just kidding. But no, he threw me my first ball, and you know I was you know obviously playing with a legend at the time, and. Uh, and you knew you were playing with a legend, and you know he's obviously one of the greatest to ever do it. So it was it was a huge honor for me. What was he like on a day to day basis as a teammate? <laughs> oh, he was awesome. I mean, he didn't talk much, and but you could always like he spoke with his actions, right? So like he was always the first one in the building, you know, always going over plays, always watching film, just you no, know, just workmanlike. But the thing about Ricky is like you wouldn't have known if he was like the star quarterback or the janitor, right? So like. It was just, it was just like uh, one of those situations where <clears throat> you knew, like, you know, Ricky. That's just the way he was, and you know, he was a great guy. I know, like one time in Toronto, I tried to ask him for tickets to a game, and uh, he obviously always has people come to the game. Obviously, he's the best uh, player in the league at the time, and uh, and he looks at me and he goes, he thinks for a second, and he just goes. Yeah, of course you can have them, and then and then just walks away. I'm like, is he really gonna give me his tickets? And I go back because I wasn't sure. I'm like, and then he's like, hell no. <laughs> so everybody was dying because everybody I knew like how he was, and I, I was my first year on the team. But you know, he was a great practical joker like that. So you know, Ricky, he's the goat. Uh, it'll be cool to hear from him. Obviously, a lot of people in Edmonton, uh, you know, well, I mean, very fondly remembered two great cups here and uh, several great seasons. And it was it was tough when he was traded. We'll be talking about that uh, as well. Um, Tavon, for you, um, was football always it for you from a, from a little guy, or what was your athletic journey? Um, for the most part, it was football. Um, I played a little bit of basketball and ran track, but. I fell in love with football about 12 years old. I, I, I guess to a lot of people, that's kind of late compared to, you know, I'm, I'm sure guys on, on on a team started when they were younger, at 8 years old or wherever. But, yeah, I started at 12, and I fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy I, I, I stuck with it. A lot of people say I could have played basketball, but I don't think so. I think I was better at <laughs> football. You're always No fast. one said you could have played basketball. Yeah. A lot of people you said play, that. Bro. A lot of people no said one that. said that. Nah. Were you always fast? Yeah, I was always pretty fast. I was always pretty fast, especially uh, you know running, running, running some track too. Definitely helped, but um, got me a little bit faster. But I, I've always had a little bit of speed. <laughs> a little bit of speed. Uh, How did you guys feel about the Raptors? Oh man, Amazing. that's a great question. <laughs> Best question of the day. Oh good. <laughs> no man, we obviously were following along all throughout training camp, and uh, obviously we had late meetings, so it was, it was tough to watch every game. But we were, you know, getting all the updates, and as soon as we got out of meetings, we we're you know tuning in. We were roommates during camp too, so anytime we got a day off, we were, we were locked in. Tavon had his jersey every game day. We had a little rituals, and uh, it worked out. They won a championship. Um, but, you know, it was you know, the time of our lives. Like, we were more locked into that than, don't talk Coach Moss, but actual practice. Like, that was, <laughs> that, that, you know, that was a ride. And it was a once-in-a-lifetime once kind of thing, and uh, sure. we're, we were just so happy. I think we're still on a high from uh, their championship, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit sad that Kawhi left, but I mean, <laughs> thank you, Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you Kawhi. guys are of the age where you wouldn't really remember they're not being the Raptors, right? So yeah, yeah, that's your especially right. you, Tavon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Tay is obviously you know older. Yeah, yeah, the, like the Tay remembers when there were only four teams in the NHL. Forget about the original six. He's still he's still watching the Montreal Wanderers when he was a kid. Yeah. What else? Uh, for, what else for you guys growing up, Toronto kids? Is it? 
is it Maple Leafs? Or do you not want to admit that uh, on the station yes. that carries the Oilers games? <laughs> I have a Leafs jersey, and, uh, you know, Pops, uh, Dwayne, uh, gives me a hard time every time I wear it. So, like, he's made me, he made it so uh, difficult that I don't wear it anymore because uh, he'll give me a hard time um, anytime I wear it into the building. So I don't wear my Leafs jersey as much because of him. Um, but, you know, I still rep them a lot, when you, especially when they get to the playoffs, but I wouldn't say I'm a diehard fan. Yeah. I, I, I Blue Jays, though, that's a different story. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't watch too much hockey, but um, I, I, I like buying clothes and all that, and I'll try wearing a, <laughs> a, a hockey jersey, but, I mean, the one time I did wear a hockey jersey, somebody said, like, name at least five <laughs> five players on on. on <laughs> The, the maple leaves and I couldn't do it so I, have one. To, yeah, I couldn't even <laughs> name like one so people get mad so <laughs> if you don't know all the I players I stay away from the, the the hockey jerseys now so alright so you, and Tate you like Blue Jays Tavon did you like did you like Blue Jays or what did I you went, I, did, I definitely went to a lot of Blue Jays games right but I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a, a crazy so would Raptors be your number one favorite team if you only had to pick one team for sure and what about for you Tate uh, it's tough because, yeah, obviously right now they're doing well, but, you know, when the Blue Jays are hot, it's crazy. Like, I remember. But when they're not. Like, yeah. I, I still watch. I mean, when. Like are they going to lose 100 games this year? They might, but, Probably. you know, the future is bright. Guerrero, yeah. uh, Biggio, you know, you know, Strowman's obviously gone, but, you know, there's gonna there's, the future is bright for them, and they're doing it the right way. I know the Houston Astros, like, before they got on their run, kind of built their team a similar way. So they're following that model, and, you know, I'm excited. They got all the young kids up playing at the same time. It's going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, no, it's tough. I, obviously, I love basketball and, and baseball, probably the same. So I, I'd put them 1A and 1B. All right. A couple more for you guys. Tavon Smith and Tay Jay from your Edmonton Eskimos uh, in studio. You guys are 3-1. and one. Good start. You're second only to Winnipeg. A long way to go, but there's a lot of positives for the team. I mean, Trevor hasn't thrown an interception. Defense is making tons of plays. I thought that was the best probably all-around game for the special teams in, in oh, BC. Yeah. So, But I know there's a long way to go. Did you guys pay any attention? Like, I think I think 75% of the predictions on 3downnation.com had you guys last. Mm. I'll admit, I put you guys third in the West. We'll mm -hmm. see. Hopefully you prove me wrong. But do you pay any attention to the preseason stuff and... You know, a lot of this was like, oh, you know, Eskimos didn't get any better. Yeah. They got worse. Like, did you? <laughs> Honestly, like, for me, in the offseason, like, there was a lot of time, so I was looking at that, and I, I thought it was interesting. I didn't agree with it, especially, like, having us last or third like you had us. But because uh, I knew the guys we had in the room, and, you know, you know, I knew Trevor was coming in and, you know, Greg was coming and just all the signings we had. And I knew the plan that Coach Moss had because I was talking to him in the offseason and how we are going to switch stuff around culturally and, you know, how guys we were going to get guys to buy into, you know, team first football. So I knew there was a lot of positives and maybe that's why I was kind of more optimistic. So, But I definitely pay attention to it. And it's hard not to because, you know, this day and age of social media, you know, you kind of see everything. It's all in your face. So um, I pay attention, but I used it as kind of, motivation i was like oh all right you guys got us last okay i'm gonna try to be the best player possible and, and do whatever i can to help this team and you know make that not come true so um that was that was my experience with it um Savan? for me i mean the only I'm, I'm i'm fairly new to this so i didn't follow any of these pages and i, I don't know <laughs> I, I mean I, I don't i don't know what third down nation really is i mean i've heard of it through the tape but i only follow the cfl page and the Eskimos page, and that's the most important, most mm -hmm. important thing, especially the Eskimos page. And I mean, uh, I've always learned to ignore the outside noise and just focus on 
yourself and your team and, and, and what you can do to get better each and every day. Okay, so a lot has been made of, uh, you know, maybe, and Tevon, obviously you weren't here, but Nate, a lot has been made of maybe some things that, that weren't working well yeah. for the team last year. Yeah. Um, what were some of those things and how have they been addressed? Can you touch on that a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about last year too much, but like I'll like like I touched on earlier, like, you know, we're just a closer team this year. Um, you know, guys guys are playing for each other. And I think it started early in training camp, you know, we got in and there was a lot of talk about, you know, being close and having chemistry, but it wasn't just talk, it was Coach Moss putting it into action, right? So we had a bunch of, you know, group activities, um, you know, chemistry type building uh, uh, activities where guys, you know, were forced to talk to people they didn't normally talk to or forced to interact with people they didn't normally interact with and, you know, do activities and kind of, you know, build relationships like that. And, you know, it's, it's showing on the field and, you know, showing, you know, we got a ping pong table in our locker room and it's some of the most fierce battles I've seen ever, right? So guys, you know, and it's you know, guys, you know, linemen, old linemen playing DB or quarterbacks playing, coaches, you know, just stuff like that. And, you know, it's really building uh, a strong culture. Edmonton has, has always been known for its culture, and I think we kind of lost that, you know, the last couple of years. But uh, it's it's come back in a big way, and, uh, you know, Coach Moss has done a great job of, you know, getting everybody to buy in, and it starts at the top. You know, guys like Larry Dean and Trevor and Matt O'Donnell are, are buying in, and, um, you know, it just, it just goes all the way down, and, you know, everybody is, you know, I can't say it enough, like bought into, you know, the culture and the, the team first mentality and that's that's kind of what's carrying us right now because you know whatever happens on the field will happen uh, but you know the closest the team the closer a team is uh, will will lead to uh, you know more wins and losses I feel so Tavon I heard you guys are playing ping pong you went bowling <laughs> Yeah, I think you did lawn darts lawn or something darts, like that. Every, anything like, you could think of, man. Did everything. What's your specialty after football, of course, Devon? <laughs> oh man, he was killing lawn darts. Yeah, I was. Doing, uh, I, I was. I was actually okay at lawn darts. That's my first time I ever did. I think it's natural for me, honestly. <laughs> um, he killed our team. I was. I was upset. And then uh, we did ping pong the other day. Yeah. And I won. I don't I mean, remember that. You don't? I don't remember you winning at ping pong. <laughs> wow. I don't remember. I no, because you played Ricky. I beat him. I played him after he said you lost. No, he lied. Okay. And then, uh, no, and then we when we played with the whole team, whenever, remember we had to pick whatever? No, I don't remember. That. See, he's, he's, <laughs> I don't he's the type that. of stuff he does. Well, he's older. It's tough for him to remember, but, I mean, it's okay. That's why they had to throw the pass in the backfield, because if it was a longer route, he would have got lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate you guys uh, coming in. Continued success this season. It's been uh, really fun to watch. Uh, at Montreal, we got it on 6.30, Chad, Saturday. 12.30 countdown to kickoff game at 2. Nateja and Devon Smith, thanks for coming in. Oh, no problem. You. Anytime, man. And Ricky Ray is next. Hi, this is Trevor Harris of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. I'm uh, calling on behalf of the Edmonton Eskimos to officially um, ask you to go up on the Wall of Honor. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm thankful that I'm the one that's oh, yeah. able to call you and, and do this. I never thought in the 20 years we've known each other that I'd be the one asking you to do that. But uh, yeah. 
A little bit of a special phone call from earlier today. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss inviting Ricky Ray to go up on the Eskimos Wall of Honor. It'll happen on September 20th when the Eskimos take on Hamilton. And I'm pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports, Ricky Ray. Ricky, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Just enjoying some time off and uh, spending a little time with the family. It's been good. Well, glad you're doing well. And some pretty exciting news today. You are going to be the 31st player whose name will go up on the Eskimos Wall of Honor. And I, I watched some video online this afternoon. None other than Jason Moss made the call to tell you about it. Uh, what was it like not only to hear it, but to hear it from him? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. I mean, um, you know, that would probably be the top guy to, to hear it from just with our history together. And um, so, yeah, it was pretty amazing, amazing phone call I got from Jason. And uh, he's meant so much to me, you know, in my career. And um, just uh, like I said, what a, what a great phone call that was. When you played here, would you ever look up at those names or, or maybe try to learn the history behind some of them? I mean, obviously, you know, Warren Moon was a big name that you, that you would have seen up there, so you you probably knew about Warren and maybe some of the other big stars, but but some players would have played long before you were here. Did, did you develop a connection or a knowledge of some of those players while you were here in Edmonton? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what Edmonton does great is um... – you know, you you learn so much about the history, you know, of that franchise, you know, the moment you get there. I mean, um, whether it's guys coming around, um, you know, practice or the get-togethers they have, um, you know, going to the annual dinner, you're seeing all the stories and all the highlights. Um, you know, some of the players come, you know, to, to the games. I mean, you're always, you know, around these guys or seeing what, you know, they did. Uh, to make the franchise so great. And then, you know, when you're out there on, in the stadium playing and you see those names up in the stadium, I mean, it's just another reminder. So uh, definitely, um, obviously, a great honor to, to be able to go up there with those guys. And um, But I'm just so thankful I got, a, I got the chance to play for such a great franchise and, you know, be a part of that history. Ricky, it's so interesting looking back. I mean, I can remember your first year on the team coming into that game when Jason was hurt and then your first start against the BC Lions. You threw four touchdowns. And it's interesting going into that, nobody knew much about you, how you were going to play. And now we're talking about you going onto the wall of honor. But I imagine that that younger Ricky Ray going into that game, um, you weren't thinking about that. You're, you're, I mean, were you just thinking, okay, this is this is my chance. This is my chance to to stay in the league. I mean, there's a there's a long way between there and here. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really remember exactly what I was thinking, but um, I just know going in, you know, coming out for training camp, I just kept thinking to myself, it'd be great just to make the team and you know be a part of a, a professional, you know, professional football team, learn as much as I could and. You know, maybe down the line, a year or two later, I'd get an opportunity to play. And then, you know, obviously, the, I think it was the fourth game of the year, Jason got hurt in Saskatchewan. And, uh, you know, the next week I was starting. So um, it went pretty quick. I mean, I, I, I felt like I just needed to go in and, and do my job until Jason got back. And uh, that was just kind of the mindset I had was just to go out there and, you know, try and do the best I could and then try and fill in for, you know, a few games. As a younger player then and, and someone trying to fit in and all that stuff, not just new team, but new city, new country, all that kind of stuff, was there a, a teammate, a coach, or, or a mentor that someone or, or some people that, that really made you feel 
feel welcome and, and brought you into the Eskimo fold? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jason, you know, from the, the minute I got there, Jason um, was that guy for me. Um, you know, the quarterbacks, we, we would get there, um, you know, earlier than the rest of the guys. We'd report a little bit earlier. And so uh, I just remember showing up to the facility and, and you know, we had our first meeting with, with, the, with Coach Machocha. And um, I just remember after that, Jason just, hey, come with me. You know, I'm going to go throw. I'm going to go work out. Some of the guys are starting to come around and um, just really kind of getting making me feel included and then just learning from him seeing his work ethic and kind of what it took to, to be a professional quarterback um, was able to pick up those things but um, you know it was a great veteran team too I mean there was a lot of great guys on that team um, you know that that really had been around you know Ed Hervey, Seymour Mobley, uh, Terry Ray, um, AJ Gass, you know Chris Morris you know a bunch of those guys so um, it was just great learning from those veteran guys and, and just being a part of a, a good football team. Well, it's interesting. Chris Morris is now the coach at the U of A. He's actually joining me later on this show tonight, so that's pretty fun. Uh, Jason Tucker's uh-huh. a coach, uh, A.J. Gass, Jason Moss. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys off that team, you know, yeah. Ed's managing the Lions. A lot of guys off that team yeah. stayed in football. It must be pretty cool for you to see that they're in other roles now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's pretty awesome. I mean we had we had a great group of guys there, and um, you know see them still involved in football, and you know see Jason doing well. You know Tucker now a coach, AJ Gas back up here. Um, you know Ed doing his thing in BC. So um, it's been a lot of fun. I think that's the what's been encouraging about the CFL too is is just seeing some of the guys that I played against um, who are now head coaches and and coordinators, and you know Jarius Jackson and. And Dave Dickinson and, um, you know, Kahari in, in Montreal. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great way to, to stay in the game, and a, and a lot of guys have, have really done well with that opportunity. Ricky Ray joining us on Inside Sports. He's going on the Eskimos' wall of honor September 20th when the Eskimos take on Hamilton. Ricky, four Grey Cups in your career, two with the Eskimos in 03 and 05. Uh, in 03, I don't want to. I will never say a championship is expected because it's hard to win. But I think you guys were one of the favorites and power teams all year. Uh, in 05, more of an up and down season and, and some rallies in the playoffs and then that dramatic Grey Cup victory. Did, did those feel different? Did the, did the journeys feel different? How do you, how do you compare two championship seasons looking yeah. back? Yeah, each of them kind of has their own kind of story and meaning. Uh, um, behind it, and, um, yeah, like you said, in, in 2003, we, we were coming off a loss at home against Montreal, a team, you know, a game that we felt like, you know, we probably should have won. I mean, I remember going into 2003 thinking, man, if we don't win the Great Cup this year, it's going to be a disappointment. And um, you know, we we were able to, to come in and have a great season, and then go on and and beat Montreal and Saskatchewan for that Great Cup. Um, in 05, it was it was different. Um, you know, we. You know, I struggled down the stretch. Um, offensively, we weren't playing our, our best. And, um, you know, we got a spark from Jason coming off the bench there. And um, it really propelled us, you know, in the playoffs and through the playoffs. And, um, you know, we were able to – I think we finished third and we were able to win two road two road playoff games and, and get to the Grey Cup and, and win that one in Vancouver. So, you know, that one was, was pretty special as well. 
Ricky, part of the story of your Eskimos tenure is obviously that it it ended when you were when you were traded to Toronto. Uh, wh- what do you remember about that time? Obviously, that's a, a trade a, a lot of Eskimos fans still look back on and 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 don't like. You went on to have great success with the Argos, but you know at that time, what was it like being traded? And I don't know if you sensed something was was coming at the time, but what do you remember about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really. Um... I wasn't really sensing anything coming, but there was definitely change happening with the organization. Um, you know, Tillman came on as the GM uh, the, the year before, and, uh, you know, they were, uh, you know, Cavis was a first-year coach. And, you, you know, we were kind of going through a little bit of a change, um, you know, from what I was used to in, in Edmonton. Uh, but definitely still surprised, you know, when I got the call, um, I was definitely surprised. And then, uh, but now looking back, I mean, I, I definitely understand and see, and, you know, you, you could see all the the reasoning kind of behind it. And, and uh, has, you know, looking back, you can kind of sense, you know, that something was probably going to happen. And, um, you know, I think it ended up being good for, for both franchises. You know, it gave me a fresh start in Toronto, gave the Eskimos a fresh start, and they ended up getting... You know, Mike Riley, who went on and, and uh, you know, played really well and, uh, you know, won a championship for, for the Eskimos as well. Ricky, uh, I, I should end with this. I mean, you, and you and I have talked about this before. You, you still have a lot of fans here and a lot of people who always wished you the best and followed your career. And, you know, whenever you, you got a big hit in a game or got shaken up, I always heard from Eskimos fans, oh, I hope Ricky is okay. I hope that's not, you know, something that's going to hinder him long term. And, you know, obviously you, 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 got, uh, you got hit pretty hard last year in a game. Uh, how are you doing? Just let everybody know how, you, how you're feeling. Is uh, retirement and, and your health treating you well? Yeah. Yeah, my health my health is good. I mean, I don't have anything that's that's bugging me. Um, you know, so I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah, I mean, sure down the road, I'm you know these these hits. Um, you know, I'm probably going to feel a little bit more as I get older. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of how my career went. You know, I just uh, you know later in my career, my body just couldn't withstand you know the physical part of the game just from you know all the years of playing a, a physical sport. So. Um, but right now I'm feeling great, enjoying some time with my family back here in California. Um, you know, we went up to Toronto um, at the beginning of the year and had a nice ceremony there. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to coming to Edmonton in September, um, you know, for that, that whole event as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I know people are going to be excited to see you and excited to give you a big cheer for sure. Ricky, thank you so much for checking in on Inside Sports. Love having you on the show. And again, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. There is Ricky Ray, one of the all-time greats. He will join the Wall of Honor as one of the Eskimos legends on September 20th when they take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. A guy who was a teammate of Ricky Ray's, now the coach of the U of A Golden Bears, Chris Morris in studio when we get back. 6.30 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.